0: You're listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. Fellowship Baptist Church is located in Clark Lake, Michigan. Today's message is part of our Adult Sunday School series. Adult Sunday School is taught by a variety of different men in our church. Now let's prepare our hearts as our Sunday School teacher brings forth God's truths from His Word today.
1: Okay, if you would, turn to Exodus chapter 19. We'll start at verse 1. I guess I can say this because uh, my mother-in-law's probably not listening. But uh, our mother-in-law, my mother-in-law, my wife's mother, my wife here? We moved her up from Florida to our home. She's got uh, quite a few health issues. Uh, She has a pacemaker. Oh, there's my wife. Um, She's (coughs) blind in one eye, kind of Blind in the other, going blind in the other eye. Uh, She's got diabetes, hardening of the lungs and things. Um, So, so her health isn't the best, and she was living alone down in Florida, and she fell a couple times. So my wife went down with Elizabeth and brought her back, and uh, so she's staying with us. And it's like every night I have a task to somehow get the house prepped or get the house straightened up so she can move around, um, putting grab bars in places and the shower was a big thing. Um, so we got got that squared away, hopefully, when she takes her next shower. But uh, um, we've been trying to put a bathroom down in the basement for a while and uh, that's been going on for months. Now that has to get accelerated so that, uh, you know, we have a couple of bathrooms, but uh, man, that wears you out. Where's <laughs> you out. To, but it's serving the Lord, right? Yeah. Serving the Lord. Um, so um, I'm here this morning, ready to go. Exodus chapter 19, verse 1. It says... In the third month, when the children of Israel were gone forth out of the land of Egypt, the same day came they into the wilderness of Sinai. For they were departed from Rephidim, and were come to the desert of Sinai, and had pitched in the wilderness, and there Israel camped before the mount. And Moses went up unto God, and the Lord called unto him out of the mountain, saying, Thus shalt thou say to the house of Jacob and tell the children of Israel, you have seen what I did unto the Egyptians and how I bare you on eagle's wings and brought you unto myself. Now therefore, if ye will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant, then ye shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people. For all the earth is mine, and ye shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words which thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, um, I ask your blessing upon our time in your word this morning during this Sunday school hour. Lord, allow me to speak what you would have to the people and to myself this morning just kind of take me out of the way and allow you to do your work here this morning we love you lord and thank you for your your love for us and giving us your word that we can understand and and please you in jesus name amen so um during my morning devotions um I kind of, this, this word uh, popped up as I'm going back through the Old Testament. I just just finished reading through Bible, so I'm back going through the Old Testament. Um, the word priesthood. And um, so as I went through my morning devotions kind of towards the end, I just do a little research on priesthood. So um, I would like over this, the time I have this month just to go over um, this doctrine of the priesthood of the believer. Um, and uh, in this passage of Scripture, it, it's kind of interesting that in the, in the Old Testament, the Lord asked Moses to go down and tell the people that they will be a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. So what I'd like to do the, over this uh, period of time is kind of we'll kind of look at the priesthood over the Old Testament, uh, kind of look at maybe some historical aspects of this concept, this doctrine of the priesthood of the believer, and then kind of bring it all together and and see how these two connect with with the New Testament. Um, Actually, the priesthood of the believer is kind of spawned and developed up through the Baptist. Um, And it kind of started with uh, Martin Luther when he posted his uh, 95 thesis up on the church doors that... uh, um, hey, look at, uh, we are all priests and we have access to God. We don't have to go through this uh, hierarchy of clergy and have them uh, access God for us. Uh, we, have, we have full access. And it was this morning when I was um, kind of going back through this, and I'm just going to go through some bullet points this morning and and just may expand on them a little bit as we just kind of look at the Old Testament this morning. But I double-checked our doctrinal statement on the website to see if there was a reference to the priesthood of the believer. And uh, there is. It's the second to the last bullet point in the doctrine, and it may be referenced somewhere in in how how it's laid out. It's also kind of referred to as the of universal uh, priesthood uh, in in some references if you go go through it but uh it, it's interesting as you start to study this and i haven't completely studied it yet and whatever i put together you know i'm going to share with with everyone here but uh, it, it's interesting um this this doctrine of the priesthood of the believer And um, maybe I, I may jump all the way to the end here, but, you know, we're called to be a holy people. And the things that the priest had to go through in the Old Testament in a physical sense, okay, to access God, we, that's a type for us in a spiritual sense. When we go before a holy God. and when we're referenced and called priests, and it's all of us, okay, it's all of us. And I'm not I'm not saying that this, you know the local church and the and we have a pastor and we have deacons, that's that's not what we're talking about because that that organizational, that part of government is set aside from this. Um, that needs to happen just like, you have a hierarchy in the family, you know, the, the husband and the, and the father and then the mother and, you know, Christ and the children. You know, you need that for, um, to make sure things don't get out of hand and out of control and you, and you need that type of organizational. But the priesthood of the believer is something spiritually that we need to understand when we go and, and access God. And this morning we'll just go over the Old Testament. <laughs> I keep saying that, um, and see kind of what the priest went through and kind of their responsibilities. And then I, I don't think I have Sunday school next week, but by by the end of this um, month, I'm going to kind of bring this all together and, and look at is the New Testament and how this was a type for how we're to act. As as a priesthood here in the New Testament, so just a just a couple. I'm going to make a couple historical references. Maybe um, uh, maybe in the third week we'll go over a little his, history of the priesthood of believer through the Baptist um, activity. But uh, uh, Martin Luther uh, publi- he published a lot of writings, but one particular writing that he wrote in 1520, called The Christian Nobility of the German Nation. Um, his uh, comment was to, to dismiss the medieval view that Christians in the present life were, were to be divided into two classes, spiritual and secular. Spiritual being this hierarchy of... Uh, of uh, clergy um, he put forward the doctrine that all baptized Christians are priests Amen. and spiritual in the sight of God that the Pope or bishops that anoint and make um, ordain and consecrate and, des- and dress differently from the various hierarchy of the laity may make make hypocrite or idolatrous oil-painted icon, but in no way makes a Christian um, or spiritual human being. He says, you know, and Martin Luther was part of the Catholic Church. You know, he, he was uh, part of the clergy of the Catholic Church at one point in time. And then as he studied scripture, he saw how ludicrous this was um and so it got him in trouble but he said in fact we are all consecrated priests through baptism he says in first peter 2 9 says you are a royal priesthood and a priestly kingdom revelation five ten through your blood you have made us unto priests and kings so as martin luther started to come to this understanding of scripture he was excommunicated from the catholic church and this of course began the protestant reformation from the reformation perspective there should be no difference between laity and clergy of which the catholic church had a hierarchy from local police all the way up to the pope in revelation chapter two um in reference to the church at Pergamus, in verse 16 it says so hast thou also them that hold to the doctrine of the Nicolaitans which thing I hate this doctrine of the Nicolaitans is in reference to this hierarchy of um, the clergy and how they kind of lorded over The people and God hated that so this priesthood of the believer we don't have to go through various peoples and others that assume that maybe they're they're more spiritual than us because once we become a believer we are spiritual we're to be spiritual and we have access to God each and every one of us. So, um, let's go to the Old Testament now. And as we kind of think about a priesthood in the Old Testament, we have to consider the tribe of Levi. And the tribe of Levi basically was divided into two functional groups the Levites and the priests so we're kind of kind of look at these two functional groups within the tribe of Levi and then kind of bring it back to the priesthood in the, in the time that we we have left so let's talk about the the function of the Levites in the tribe of Levi So turn to numbers chapter one so we're going to do kind of some thumbing through the bible so be please be ready we're going to go numbers uh, chapter one numbers chapter three and then first chronicles chapter 23 to make um some points here so in numbers chapter one please say amen if you're there i I don't want to take a lot of time waiting for everybody to get there Go down to verse 50. And it says, But thou shalt appoint the Levites over the tabernacle of testimony and over all the vessels thereof, and over all things that belong to it. They shall bear the tabernacle and all the vessels thereof, and they shall minister unto it, and shall encamp around the tabernacle. So the Levites, that the whole tribe was to camp around the, the tabernacle. And when the tabernacle setteth forward, the Levites shall take it down. And when the tabernacle to be pitched, the Levites shall set it up. And the stranger that cometh nigh shall be put to death. And the children of Israel shall pitch their tents, every man by his own camp, and every man by his own standard throughout their hosts. But the Levites shall pitch round about the tabernacle of testimony, and there be no wrath upon the congregation of the children of Israel. And the Levites shall keep the charge of the tabernacle of the testimony. Flip over to Numbers chapter 3. Start at verse 6. So we got the Levites kind of managing the, the tabernacle. But here in Numbers chapter 3, starting at verse 6, it says, Bring the tribe of Levi near and present them before Aaron the priest. We're going to talk about that in a minute, that they may minister unto him, and they shall keep his charge and the charge of the whole congregation before the tabernacle of the congregation to do the service of the tabernacle and they shall keep all the instruments of the tabernacle of the congregation and the charge of the children of Israel to do the service of the tabernacle and thou shalt give the Levites unto Aaron and to his sons they are wholly given unto him out of the children of Israel and thou shalt appoint Aaron and his sons and they shall wait on their priest's office, and the stranger that cometh nigh shall be put to death. So then, go to First Chronicles, chapter twenty-three. We have to set this foundation. So, so when First uh, Chronicles, chapter twenty-three, verse one. So when David was old and full of days, he made Solomon his son king over Israel and gathered together all the princes of Israel with the priests and the Levites, two separate entities. Now the Levites were numbered from the age of 30 years and upward, and their number by the poles, man by man, was 38,000, of which 20 and 4,000 were to set forward the work of the house of the Lord, and 6,000 were officers and judges, Moreover, 4,000 were porters, 4,000 praised the Lord with the instruments which I made, said David, to praise therewith. So, in these three portions of scripture, we kind of learn about, or we should learn about, the responsibility of the Levites. The Levites were not the descendants of Aaron, number one. They served as aides to the priests doing things like helping to prepare the sacrifices, they took care of the temple, making repairs when needed, and served as musicians, singers, doorkeepers. Uh, Service, when it started out, um, the age was at 25, but later David changed the starting age to 20. And then they continued this type of service To the age of 50. Also, other references Numbers 8 24, 1 Chronicles 23 3, uh, and 24 through 32. So the Levites were kind of responsible to maintain the tabernacle and also serve the priests and whatever they needed to do. One other thing about the Levites turn to 2 Chronicles. Chapter 35, verse 1. And then we'll get into the priests. I'm going to try to cover this quickly. It says in 2 Chronicles, chapter 35, verse 1. Moreover, Josiah kept a Passover unto the Lord in Jerusalem, and they killed the Passover on the 14th day of the first month. And he set the priests in their charges and encouraged them to the service of the house of the lord and said unto the levites that taught all israel which were holy unto the lord put the holy ark in the house which solomon son of david king of israel did build it shall not be a burden unto your shoulders serve now the lord your god and the people of israel so the levites not only were responsible for maintaining the house uh, the tabernacle and protecting it and keeping things clean and serving the priests, but also they were responsible for educating and teaching the people of Israel. That was another one of their responsibilities. Not only that, not going along with being the teachers of Israel, they were the scribes, which continuously wrote down and passed scripture on to everyone. Uh, they were also kind of where the judges um, were developed out of. And one other thing, commercially they kind of regulated things, made sure all the balances were properly maintained and that type of thing. So the Levites had that responsibility within the nation of Israel. Now let's go to the priests. Of course, the priests were part of the Levites. However, they were specifically the descendants of Aaron. And they had specific duties, just like the Levites did. But it, was, it was more spiritual. The priests served as the mediators between God and the people. They are the ones that took the people's sacrifices AND THEN OFFERED THEM UP TO GOD. THE HIGH PRIEST IN PARTICULAR REPRESENTED THE WHOLE NATION OF ISRAEL BEFORE GOD. AND THAT WAS SPECIFICALLY ON ONE PARTICULAR DAY OF THE YEAR CALLED THE DAY OF ATONEMENT. WHERE WE'VE TALKED ABOUT WHERE THE HIGH PRIEST GOES INTO THE HOLY OF HOLIES WITH A ROPE TIED TO HIM, OKAY? AND uh, HE MAKES AN ATONEMENT FOR ALL THE NATION OF ISRAEL And uh, in case he didn't go in there properly cleansed and clean and prepared to meet God, you know, goodbye. And so they would, if that ever happened, they could pull him out. So no one wanted to go in there. Another thing when a priest sinned, he brought guilt not only upon himself, but also the nation of Israel. The priests interceded on behalf of the people before God, and they would inquire of God for the nation. So those are the responsibilities of the priests. So I want to camp on one particular portion of Scripture regarding the priests. Turn to Numbers chapter 18. So I kind of read through their responsibilities in this this portion of scripture kind of outlines it. And whatever time left, I'm gonna try to go through this whole chapter. It's and just stop at a few points. Y'all there? Amen. Okay, Numbers 18, chapter one. And the Lord said unto Aaron, Thou and thy sons and thy father's house with thee, shall bear the iniquity of the sanctuary. referring to the Levites. Um, Bearing the iniquity of the sanctuary means it's a service. It was a sacrifice that they had to do out of their daily lives. Okay? It was a a sacrifice that they had to do to go and take care of the sanctuary. They had to set time aside to go take care of the sanctuary. And the Levites just didn't all do this at one time. There were groups divided up, and then at their appointed time, like they would, they would then go in and perform their tasks. It's kind of like teaching, teaching Sunday school here. Each one, of, each one of us have a couple months that we come and teach Sunday school, so we prepare for those, those months. The Levites, they were divided up, and then they had to go when it was their turn to go take care of the tank sanctuary, teach, and that kind of, the things that we just went over. Now, regarding Aaron and his sons, and thou and thy sons with thee shall bear the iniquity of your priesthood. And thy brethren also of the tribe of Levi and the tribe of thy father, bring now with thee that they may be joined unto thee and minister unto thee. But thou and thy sons with thee shall minister before the tabernacle of witness so the levites were to minister to the priests and then um Aaron and his sons were to inquire of God for the people and they shall keep their charge and the charge of all the tabernacle only they shall not come nigh the vessels of the sanctuary and the altar that neither they nor ye also die and they all shall be joined unto thee, and keep the charge of the tabernacle of the congregation, for all the service of the ta- tabernacle. And the strangers shall not come nigh unto unto you. So you know it was just, the Levites and the priests were specifically to go in, and the priests themselves go into the Lord. No one else; otherwise, they will die. The Lord wanted to protect that priesthood. Um, Verse 7. Therefore thou and thy sons with thee shall keep your priest's office for everything of the altar and within the veil, and ye shall serve. I have given your priest's office unto you as a service or gift. So God looked as the fact that he had given Aaron and his sons this responsibility of priest's as a gift, as a gift. And again, it talks about the stranger. Verse 8, And the Lord spake unto Aaron, Behold, I also have given thee the charge of mine heave offerings and hallowed things of the children of Israel. Unto thee have I given them by reason of the anointing and to thy sons by an ordinance forever. This shall be thine of the most holy things reserved from the fire every oblation of theirs, every meat offering of theirs, every sin offering of theirs, and every trespass offering of theirs, which they shall render unto me, shall be most holy for thee and for thy sons. All the sacrifices were performed by Aaron and his priests. Now, if you remember Saul, he he performed a sacrifice. He was not of the tribe of Levi, and Samuel got after him about it. It did not please the Lord. Um, verse thirteen: And whatsoever is first ripe in the land, which they shall bring unto the Lord, shall be thine. Every one that is clean in thy house shall eat of it. Everything devoted to Israel, everything that openeth the matrix and flesh, which um, which they shall be thine. Nevertheless, the firstborn of man shalt thou surely redeem, and the first thing of the clean. So the priests were totally dependent upon God for their for their needs. That's another thing that we need to understand about the priests. They were dependent upon God. Whatever was brought to them, they had a portion of. Okay? So whatever was harvested, whatever God provided for the nation of Israel brought to them, they were dependent upon that. The other thing about the Levite or the priests and the Levites where they weren't, to, they couldn't own any property. They were just allocated some certain areas to uh, stay. Which verse twenty says, "And the Lord spake unto Aaron, Thou shalt now have no inheritance in the land; neither shalt thou have any part among them. I am thy part and thine inheritance among the children of Israel." Behold, I have given the children of Levi all the tenth of Israel for inheritance, for their service which they serve, even the service of the tabernacle of the congregation. So, again, this separation between the priests and the Levites. And it talks about the tithes. For time's sake, I'm going to skip down. Um, verse 30 says, Therefore thou shalt say unto them, When ye have heaved the best thereof from it, then it shall be counted unto the Levites as the increase of the threshing floor. Again, everything provided for them. Now, this verse that we, we started off with this morning was, was in Exodus chapter 9. Okay? And it's said in the third month after they left Egypt. Okay? The third month after they left Egypt. And God tells them he wants them to make them priests and a holy nation. I don't think they really understood what that meant. They had just been brought out of Egypt. Priests, if you, you, you kind of look that up, is like a uh, A ruler. And maybe that, in their, in their mind, they thought at some point they were going to be these kings and rulers. They really didn't understand what it meant to be a priest until the Lord established Aaron and his um, generations after him and the responsibilities of the priest and how they were to act. that maybe they really now understood what it meant to be a priest. And at some point, God was going to make everyone a priest. And that happened when Jesus Christ died on the cross and that temple was ripped in two. Or that, that curtain was ripped in two. We now all had access to God as believers. But the issue with us and we need to understand is this priesthood back in the Old Testament had to be clean and holy to access God. We have that same responsibility as believers. We're not to be polluted. I don't think they really got it back in Exodus chapter nine. But if we fast forward to Peter, which we're gonna talk about, we need to understand what that meant back then and what it means to us today. Let's pray.